Hello, everybody. Welcome to D&D &D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And with me this week, I only have my familiar Dan. Dan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, This is actually not our normal podcast. This is Daddy's doing dandy dungeon diving things with Minus Pebblewalker, played by Dan. As Dan today, not the Minotaur you usually know. <laughs> yes, we are ours. Well, I'm I'm always myself. Well, no, you're I, not. sometimes I. What do you mean I'm not? You play so many different characters. What do you mean I, you're always yourself? Oh well, yeah, I wear many masks, but I always. Yeah, I guess you're right. No, you got a point. You got a point, Daniel. You got a point. Yeah, right. I'm, I think I like to think that if my character was a DM, he would just be a happier version of myself. Now, it's really all D and D is. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Or some people like to play characters that are perhaps a little more miserable than their real life. And they use that as a form of escapism to escape their own problems by living another character's problems. <laughs> Amazing. So we Am uh, I wrong? <laughs> are moving on. Uh, we're just doing randomness today. Whatever comes off the cuff. Uh, we're we gonna do not have a topic with uh, the first topic from me. This is a segment I call Dan's Qu Questions. Starting with, can a gnome wield a great sword if he has 20 strength? Thoughts, Tony? Uh, yeah, I hate the rule that because you're considered small, you can't use heavy weapons. It's, it's an absolute bonkers rule, and, and I hate it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. I think a gnome <laughs> should use... Uh, a great axe if he has 20 freaking strength man so here's my thought you on dumb, that dumb. Uh, i just have i don't disagree with you actually i truly agree with you but more so i just have something to add to that i don't think that heavy should matter with race i think it should be exactly that it should be tied to your ability score if you can absolutely. wield heavy weapons absolutely yeah so it, i think it's very silly uh that any small creature shouldn't be able to you know hold a heavy weapon if that's your character and they spent their life devoting themselves to working out and being like a bodybuilding gnome absolutely they should yeah i think that's one thing that the player's handbook like should errata is just the or re redefine the heavy attribute you know I agree. Um, it's silly. It, We're playing fantasy. Why, why is my gnome yeah. restricted by a heavy weapon? And on top of that, to caveat, <laughs> great club, oh, best God. weapon. Great club, best weapon. It's an awesome weapon. I do actually love it. <laughs> uh, Tony and I uh, got into like, not an argument, but like a really like silly. There was just a silly debacle where I the, he was playing a little uh, homebrewed dragon race that I made. And he wanted to use a great club. And I was like, what the? Mm -hmm. No way he can wield a great club mm -hmm. at that size. Um, because uh, the ruling was heavy and I was just going off the ruling at the time. Um, eventually, uh, I sided with Tony, but it just sounded so ridiculous. But I didn't realize that great club is not considered a heavy weapon, even though it's nope. technically the heaviest <laughs> weapon <laughs> by no, math. A great club is really heavy. It's like, I think it's heavier than a great axe. Oh yeah, but it's it is absurd. not considered a heavy weapon. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do uh, in my games moving forward, I think, is I'm gonna create my own sheet uh, of how mm -hmm. like heaviness works on weapons, and your uh, strength modifier will determine what you can and cannot wield, essentially. 
Yeah, I mean, even like, you know, I wouldn't even say you have to go that far. I would just like um, eyeball stats. I mean, really. Or if you want to have like a def definite number in your head, like a defined number, where it's like, if you have, if you're a small character, you got like 13 strength, which is the prerequisite to be a barbarian, I think, or it might be 12. Don't okay. quote me on that, <clears throat> right? If you have the prerequisite to be a martial class, like then you are strong enough to use a heavy item without the disadvantage and it's such a, like a dumb debuff too it's only disadvantage it's really not that bad yeah truly. only at level one is it bad yes you know? <laughs> definitely when you don't um, have the the proficiency or any of the ability scores that high yeah um i i don't know if i completely disagree with you there but uh maybe slightly disagree uh truly this comes down to your table your game right um, but I think I think the reason I would like to have a defined number is just so the the players aren't thinking too hard about it or getting away with like weirdness. You know, when you have a d defined number of like, oh, this is what I need to wield that sword. There's just no questions. There's no hard thinking. No arguments about it. You just know what the rules are from the get go. You know, when you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was the first question I had. I got a couple more. I wrote only like five. I was gonna put more, but I was like, knowing me and Tony, we're, we're gonna we're gonna ramble no matter what the question is, even if it was like, oh. is your favorite color green? You know. Ooh, wait a minute, <laughs> I just gotta spitball this into the universe. I think what the heavy attribute should be, not be, um, like a like yes, it's a characteristic of a weapon or item, right? Mm -hmm. But it mm -hmm. should be there as an asterisk for potential bad stuff, like Ooh. heavy weapon, right? Like this weapon's heavy. All right, you're in a normal fight, great, good, wonderful. But if you're like, say, swimming, now it mm. has this advantage in water or like it sinks better That's or fun. like, you know, th things that have to do with like gravity and just like <clears throat> use that heavy uh, yeah, like that. descriptor as a negative in certain scenarios. Like I just that. had to put that out there. Great. No, I love that. All right. Next question. Can a skeleton be stabbed? No. And I believe the stat block already answers that question. Yeah. We are <laughs> immune to piercing or resistant to piercing um actually I don't know let's, let's get it up real quick just so we're not like going too far off the cuff right yeah so for D, &D I, mean, I kind of like testing my knowledge oh absolutely so for uh D, &D 5e a normal skeleton uh roll 20 skeleton oh it actually doesn't have any damage immunities is just, just poison yeah, and it's vulnerability oh. bludgeoning. I didn't know bludgeoning. Oh, I which know only that. proves that Great Clubs is the best <laughs> item. Great Clubs is the best item. Brings us full uh, if you want to talk about why, I'll let you know later. But Great Club is the best weapon. I'm sorry. Hands down. <laughs> My favorite weapon in D&D. Uh, I do disagree with that. But let's end on that one. That should be the last thing we talk about, I think. All right, and I will rock your world. Like a Great Club over a skeleton. Best head. weapon. <laughs> talk about this at the end slash yelling fight between me and Tony. All right, skeleton <laughs> does not, yeah, doesn't say anything about slashing and stabbing. Maybe because it's, so here, this might be an argument to be had or like a reason that you could say mm -hmm. that could be stabbed. I'm just gonna be play devil's advocate for a second because truly I would just say no, they can't be stabbed or slashed, but the stat block doesn't say so. So to play devil's advocate, you could argue that a skeleton that's living is clearly an undead magical creature 
And so right. because it's magically risen, slashing damage to this creature would do damage because it's the magic that's holding it together or some force or whatever that force is. Okay. So why I always thought that piercing didn't do anything to skeletons is because this is not such a far-fetched reason. It just went through the bones. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, like, okay. So whenever I use a skeleton, so you guys don't really use range a lot in the campaign, so we never came across to it, and nobody uses arrows. No, we would use range, but you don't <laughs> do scenarios where range would be amazing. <laughs> what are you uh, talking this about? Is true. I'm more, I'm much more upfront as a DM. I like giant monsters putting it in your face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there, I did give you skeletons at one point, and you guys actually just ran from them uh, a couple times. But when I played as when a young this? lad um, in the cave where you met the giant snake water skeletons came out oh true and then you turned around which was the correct answer to that scenario true true, um, true. I remember but that. if the three of you together i feel like you guys would have fight but i digress when i played because my first character was a ranger that's right his name is elu thingle and when i had to fight skeletons i always took out my bow at first and they were like yeah you're gonna take like a negative 10 to hit because you're trying to hit bones with an arrow and he they're just skeletons, so it's going to go through them. And that's kind of always just carried over as like a flavor sense. So like I would always run that as flavoring in any session, even though the stat block doesn't say it. It just kind of, I would give a disadvantage on arrow rolls. Oh, uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's that's some fun stuff. I feel like there are so many fun things you could do with skeletons as you're mm -hmm. in your own campaign for flavor. Because truly the way skeletons written in D&D, &D, uh, Wizards of the Coast, don't come at me. Uh, is not very well written. <laughs> I mean, just bl bludgeoning vulnerability, I think is good, but the rest is kind of like, uh, this... I think it's just because it's a low-level monster <sighs> that they don't bog it down. Maybe it should be a higher-level monster. I don't know. Maybe that's just a video game trope that they wrote. They in. have it, man. I got monster books. I got campaign books that makes it like a skeleton level nine, man. I believe that. Challenge rating nine. And it's just like, it's just there. <laughs> uh, here's a fun question. Can you swim Yo. inside of a water elemental? Yes. Is that it? Just yes? Yeah, why not? No elaboration. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. I think that's hysterical, but... It depends how big it is. I right? think you would have to do some sort of crazy dexterity check, because truly the water elemental can control the water inside of uh, it, right? I'm pretty sure there's like a whole ruling on that on the stat block. It's like how they want to get out, water elemental. Is it really? There. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, Whelm. Yeah, so each creature in the elemental space must make a DC 15 saving throw. On failure, takes 13 points of damage on average. Oh, Bludgeoning damage. Or it is grappled. A DC 14 to escape until it's grappled and is restrained. It cannot breathe unless it can breathe water. Oh, so you're literally swimming in it by the... Yeah. Oh, so that I found that it's a large question creature, so. on Reddit. Um, I, and I didn't know anything about the stat block, but I just threw it in. But mm -hmm. Redditor, uh, I don't even remember who wrote it. Uh, I'll give him credit in a sec after Tony's answer and shit. Uh, <laughs> Redditor, you you have been bested by the actual stat block. Go read the stat block. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like right there. Although the damage is considered bludgeoning for some reason. Oh, interesting. At the end of the start of the turn. Is it like because it's water pressure? I'm not sure why that's bludgeoning, but uh, you know. 
I don't oh, know what else um, it would be. So the damage it's afflicting to you is indeed bludgeoning, but you are still considered holding your breath, but that's not what's hurting you. It's the water elemental just like bullying you inside of it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was from uh, Shaky Jumper on Reddit. There you go. All right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, one more question, and then we'll move on to a different uh, segment. Yo. Uh, Yo. All right. What happens if a halfling shape changes into a purple worm, swallows okay. an ogre whole, then turns back into a halfling? Um... A really weird food porno. No, um, oh, like a foodie oh porno. No, uh, it's the, the weirdest mukbang yet. Whatever it ate, which <laughs> whatever it ate would also transform to accommodate. I would probably flavor it as he has a really weird tummy ache. Right. Um, you know, like have to put something there, but magically, whatever you eaten, like just kind of transforms with the stomach and realigns. That's how I would rule it. Cool. I, I don't really have much of an answer for that because I've never DM'd a purple worm. I know that's a pretty... That's one of the, like, famous ones, right? Like, a famous monster is a purple worm. Yeah, it's like... right on the DM screen. It's so common. And I think it's a go-to for... Not kobolds. Gnolls. They worship... One of the giant monsters they worship is a giant purple worm, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think in Adpod they did that, didn't they? It was a uh, Noel and a purple. Yeah. Worm. Oh, I could be ripping it entirely from that, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't, uh, truly, I can't remember. That was ages ago. I, I, I listen. I have nothing bad to say about Nadpod, but I do have feelings on Nadpod on how he runs his campaign, which is yeah. fun, which is great. No, nothing negative. I got lots of negative I things actually. <laughs> uh, Murph, I got a problem with uh, Nah. This is first campaign. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. This is our first Dare campaign. <laughs> but I've been playing for years. For years. For years. <laughs> so that was I from Rev.Jess. That question. Founded on Morris Unofficial Tabletop RPG News. <laughs> uh, that was my segment. Uh, I have another segment, unless you want to go. If you got... Uh, you want to do like... D&D, I think you wanted to talk about D&D hot takes or something, or? Oh, I don't want to do hot takes. I don't want to do hot takes, but <laughs> how dare you mess with my alignment table? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't really got hot takes per se, and people just get mad when you, like, show any type of opinion, and this opinion alone might put me in somebody's hit list but still might put um, you in hot water because it's a <laughs> hot take, take. <laughs> uh i think people on certain social media platforms care about silly things way too much you know oh and damn you yeah. if you make a mistake and damn you twice if you try to write that wrong yeah, I think we've talked about this a little bit on a YouTube video, actually. Uh, we talked about how uh, our first... And the TikTok community is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love a lot of the people on there. And I've had some amazing interactions. But there have been some... I like the people I like. And that's it. That's what I will say about <laughs> the I like TikTok. The I, like. I like the people I like. <laughs> yeah, but... Don't I blow smoke, Dad. Not everyone's great. There are mediocre people. 
slightly above mediocre people. I wasn't blowing smoke. You just there are beat people me to who the like punch. rangers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just oh my gosh, they're just some. No, they're, they're great. Like I said, it's just people who care there are about people that are trying to argue for the sake to argue, and yeah, don't actually care about the opinion they have. What's the term you taught me that I just love because it just makes so much sense? What is it? What is it? It's gonna oh, roll off my God. tongue. God, I know what the word is, but I, I want it. you to I love say this word. Virtue signaling. Yep, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud uh, of you for remembering. Listen, we're gonna get into something we don't want to get into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Uh, a segment I wanted to do was just uh, experimenting f funny voices, experimenting with funny voices, maybe showing off some of the funny voices we've been practicing. <laughs> okay, I'm down. That could be fun. I'll, I'll start, and I, I was actually doing this before we started. Uh, I thought it would just be fun uh, if I ever, like, I think this would be a, a voice I would use if I guest starred on someone's podcast. Maybe I'll do it in my cousin's podcast. It'd be just, if I did, like, a dumber Excuse character. Excuse me, is this how you portray me live on our own show? <laughs> We've already talked about this. Why are you, why are you acting so innocent like we already haven't oh talked God. about this on the podcast? You're gonna, you're gonna guitar hero me. <laughs> you're gonna... <laughs> So if I played I, a if I played a dumb character, <laughs> I I would love to use this voice, just just like this really aloof. Uh, maybe I don't know who it would be, but this aloof, like really dangerous, uh, not a warlock, a sorcerer. I think who's like truly dangerous, but is just stupid, and you don't realize. And I, I really wanted to talk like this, you know. Um, so I, I kind of want to go on this adventure because I, uh, oh, sh oh, snack. I can't remember why I was going on the adventure. But uh, I thought it'd be fun to hang out with you guys and, uh, I don't know, do uh, 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 cave stuff where you go and uh, fight uh, uh, monsters. So that's one voice. It, it works because saucers are charisma-based characters. Yes. You, and they you, don't need any intelligence. You know exactly where I was going with that, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I like... My favorite class is, is wizard. However, in real life, I, if I was anything magical-based, it would probably be saucer because I am just not intelligent enough on any level to be an actual wizard. And I would need to Roll rely on my charisma. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever I play a wizard, I keep a thesaurus up next to me just to say big words. So how does that relate to your your voice that you're about to? Oh, share? my voice acting is terrible. You know this by now. Listen, you're a far better voice actor than I am, and you can you have this range. My range is the hot dog stand at the end of the block in Brooklyn. Okay, like it, it doesn't go much farther than that. Every voice I make just sounds like another fucking goon from Brooklyn. See, you're That's just it. you're just deflecting from my question, though, which was what voices have you been practicing that you want to demo I, for us? I, now? I, I so behind the screen moment, I don't practice voices at all. I just whatever happens in the role play you practice. Voices. Oh, I practice one and I completely forgot it. I don't know the voice. Um. 
even if I try to do the voice now, it's just gonna sound like me talking normally because it's just happening. I know what you should do. Give us the rat voice real quick, the mouse voice. Oh, the, the mouse voice? Yeah, I, dude. I wrote a lot of it. I did discover this voice randomly. I didn't realize I could do this voice, you know, <laughs> since, my, since my rocks dropped, you know? So. I don't even know if I could do that voice. <laughs> Uh, I, also, uh, I whoa, I'm a mouse. <laughs> it's uh, kind of crazy in here. I just want to eat cheese. See, see, I'm I got some range, but there are voices you do that I could never do. Um, eventually, when I introduce a cranky old wizard to you guys, or when I play one, um, oh, maybe i was thinking about like maybe he's like a turtle wizard or like a really old cobalt wizard where i give him this voice and be like i'm a great and powerful wizard <laughs> i have many magical books oh my god my one of my buddies irl does a voice like that um he's in my college campaign that i'm running right now and he's playing a gnome wizard because he just want he's like that sounds stupid and i that is exactly what i'm about and he has that kind of voice like <laughs> i'm a powerful wizard and i'm here to sit in this hat and throw bricks and hit people with my seven iron <laughs> i actually just it reminds me of like a oh god uh, like a, a really enthusiastic pastor <laughs> And I will call upon the elements of my home, and I will burn you down with the British fireball. It's a, it's a bullywug pastor. <laughs> no, bullywug is very whiny. And whiny. I will cause down a great rain of lightning upon you. That's a bullywug. Interesting. Uh, I've already talked about this. My next, the next campaign we do, if we do another campaign, I want to play this Cajun. Uh, artificer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I hate how you say artificer. It's, it's artificer. Uh, well, you're literally wrong. It's artificer. But you can it's hate artificer. it if you. No, it's literally pronounced artificer. How is it pronounced artificer? Artificer. That sounds so much better on your tongue. What are you talking about? No, it doesn't. Artificer. A hard. I, it's an artificer. rolls right off. I will the die top. on this hill. Not only are you legitimately a, wrong, Google translate it or look it up. The class is based off artifacts. So artificer. Artificer is weird yeah. <laughs> no it's not it rolls off artificer you're putting a period in the up. middle of the goddamn word look Damn. it up right now google it who 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 me and so many people say artificer who? oh so <laughs> many people because no fucking the masses in dd have never been wrong <laughs> no get the fuck out of here bro artifice artifice art, artificer and then we'll put it into google speech Fuck you, Google! <laughs> <laughs> A skilled craftsman or inventor. An artificer. <laughs> Comes from the British military. Oh, it's British? Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess that makes, makes so sense. sense. They, they fucking can't even spell the word color right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is you there. Okay. All right. Oh, God. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm gonna play a Cajun artificer. It was a like, uh, like a swamp accent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a bayou. 
Yeah, exactly. Hey, Sherry, I live down in the bayou and I uh, thought I'd uh, go and get myself a bit of gumbo. If you know what I'm saying, I thought uh, I thought it's about time we uh, rumble and get this uh, thing going. <laughs> I love that I voice. I cannot do a voice like that. I cannot do a voice well, like that. Well, that's an accent. That's not as much of a voice as an accent, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just reminds me... I Reminds me of a movie I can't think of where it's like, yeah, man, Rasta. <laughs> like, that's like the response. Why does that remind you of that? <laughs> it's like, a, I don't know what movie that's from. I just remember that one line of somebody trying to do a Jamaican accent. Oh, to of someone trying to do an accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, doing it terribly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Jamaican, man. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Don't hate us. Don't hate us. Please don't hate us. No, please. please <laughs> We're joking. Please, We're joking. Is... I love, uh, that accent too. It was like I really wish I could do that with my voice. Oh, Maybe doing I'll it properly. Vocal yeah. lessons. Oh, yeah. you should. That's what Alec was thinking of doing. You're thinking of doing some uh, like accent lessons. Yeah, you did. He did. Which I think well, you should. Like, That'd be awesome. Um, definitely spice up the game. But other voices up there. Like I'm trying to get the BBEG voice down. I'm not going to tease that because I want it to be uh, new. Um, However, it'll probably just be me talking really deep on some level, you know, uh, that, okay. Actually, I lied. I have been working on a voice. It's that voice I've been working on when the time comes for you guys to meet the BBEG and not be cryptic with him. Gotcha. <clears throat> you know, maybe in another 30 episodes or so. <laughs> cool. 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 <laughs> so, uh, how do you pronounce? A A R A K O C R A. How do you pronounce that one? I lost track in the middle of that spelling. Can you do it again? <laughs> How about I send it to you on the Discord? Yeah, send so it to you, I, you said A A, and my mind went immediately to R P. The winged race, uh, <laughs> my lord. Aracocra. Oh, we say that the same. Aracocra. I think a lot of people say Aracocra, is what it's technically pronounced. Aracocra. There's no. There's no H though. There is an H. No, I mean, there isn't an H. Uh, I was looking at the phonetics. There is not an H. So yeah, Aracocra. Aracocra. Yeah. Yeah. Arachakra. Arachakra. Which I just <laughs> have to say, I'm not afraid of you guys flying. I, and when you guys talked about why I didn't want you guys to play this race, it's just because first-time players shouldn't use flight because it takes a lot of the whimsy out of the game for first-time fantasy players. That's it. It's the only reason why I didn't want you guys to be him. That's it. Listen, that's an opinion. Your table, you play it how you want. Don't listen to this schmuck, okay? Play it how you Whoa, want. Whoa! <laughs> that's a hard S, bro. Come on, dude. Chill the language. How do you pronounce God. this word? Big. B B E G. Big. So there's a, that's an argument on TikTok, apparently. Uh, people swear by this, and they will die on this hill as well. They they swear you're supposed to pronounce it Bebeg or Bebeg. Bebeg? Beg, I, think. I beg you to stop because that's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible way to say it. I agree. Jeez. BBEG just sounds better. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, I will never. I don't know say why. That. I just like that word. better. Or big, 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 big. I don't even know that term until TikTok. To be honest with you, whenever, whenever I played D and D, the villain was never referred to as the BBEG. Never. Really? When I played in my in my home games, only when I was the doors have opened, these these saloon doors have flapped in my face. Have I ever heard that term? And I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. 
but I never used it before. Big, bad, evil guy for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about. Big. <laughs> it's called the big. Shut up. Oh. Leave my table. Oh, my. You leave my table. <laughs> leave my table. Uh, so leave we found out on today's podcast out. that Tony is a, is a gatekeeper. Um. <laughs> Gates should be kept because without gatekeepers, monsters would just walk into your cities, <laughs> pillage your towns, kill the innocents. Why does everyone hate gatekeepers? They are the best. They keep your city safe. They keep your um, city safe. Yeah, but that's a voice, you know. Um, Do it again. Uh, oh, that one, my 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 uh, doomsayer. Oh, the people, they're coming in. They are pillaging our town, stealing our soda, watering our bread. <laughs> Soggy, sogginess everywhere. No, um, what do you, how do you whiny feel about, DD player. How do you feel about uh, Goblin? Ooh, what do you mean? Like, what's the question? Like, what I feel about the race overall? Goblin, these nuts! Oh, <laughs> Then we are going down. We are stooping down to these <laughs> levels, huh? Really digging down. Re you son of a bitch. I'm going to get you when you least expect it. It's not even going to be on the podcast. It's going to be like when you're at your worst uh, in life. And uh, when, you, when you need a hand to pick you What's... up from the dirt, I'm going to yoink it away when you need it most. What's, Just so what's that you fucking, know. What's that monster that like uh, turns into other shit? Now, I don't know if it's a trap or not. I don't even want to. Uh, uh, what's the one, the famous one no. that's like chests turn into? No, fuck you. No, no. You're going to be what? like, mimic these nuts. Yeah, no, okay. fuck you. Well, yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you can be like, mimic these nuts, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Get out of my podcast, you bitch. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Nick Mark? Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's why I should have added uh, at the end of my joke. I'm so funny. I'm so funny. Do you have anything else to talk about? I only have one th more thing on my list, and that's well. Let's go through it, and thing. then we'll see what happens. Because no, this is the last item on my list, and it's what we should end on. The Great Club. Yeah, which is not the best. No, one. okay. Well, we will we will hold that off. Um, you really took me for a shock and a turn and a loof when you said uh, Dan segment. Um, Wait, so what it was did really you great. just say? Shocking to turn shock. in aloof? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Like you are aloof? I am aloof. <laughs> I am aloof. I have been aloof. It sounded like you're bamboozled. It sounded weeks. like someone who is trying to say like you threw me through a loop, but didn't know how to actually say it. <laughs> no, the term is aloof. <clears throat> Oh God! Wait, hold on! Wait, oh, wait! Hold no! On. Hold, on, hold on! This is like to make ends meet argument all over again. Wait, you threw what me. What is the proper? Yeah. What? Is, what is it? What's the phrase? You, you threw, threw me aloof. You threw me you what? Threw me aloof. Aloof. A L O O F. Aloof. No, that's yes. not the term. That's so dumb. That's so straightforward. That's what what it means when someone surprised you. <laughs> yeah. With the point, it's I someone... thought it was aloof. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> Oh, so, I am my. Um, I need to start saying that. That's hysterical. Oh I man, you just threw me all your son. Holy shit! <laughs> oh, Did your dad God. say that? Is that what he used to say? Yeah, just like to make ends meet because he was a butcher, and I thought <laughs> to make ends meet was like M E A T. So he's like, oh, I'm going to work every day. I'm making ends meet, and he was a butcher, so we all thought it was meat, like sausage links, right? <laughs> yeah, like like yeah, like steak and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> to make no idea. 
This bubble was popped like what two weeks ago? <laughs> and this one today oh on the podcast. What else? What else do I say that's just like wrong? <laughs> Let's just read out idioms for Tony real quick. This is no, please, I can't. My heart can't take it. <laughs> My weak, feeble heart will. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, if it's like someone's turn to go, what's the idiom for that? That's related to sports. Like, uh, like, you ask me about sports, bud? Come on, you gotta <laughs> give me a break. You gotta, gotta give me an easier one than that. Uh, somebody's turn to go? I don't know. Yeah. What's the term? <clears throat> the ball. The ball's in your court? Yep, there you go. See, we got that one. That's great. Yeah, that's obvious. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's obvious. Wasn't even worried. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing since sliced bread yeah yeah okay okay, okay. Yeah, once cool. in a while no when you do things rarely you're like oh once in a while blue moon my lord oh <laughs> okay i don't okay, while wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wow let's do once in a while what oh my god uh how is this dating related <laughs> oh oh when you're trying related? to not take it too seriously you take it with uh a Tylenol I don't, I don't you know take it one. with a uh, uh d take this with a blank what I'm about to say grain of salt yeah apparently so that I say I say with a grain of salt but everybody a lot of other people say take it with a pinch of salt that's dumb I also that's think that's the dumb. most midwestern thing I've ever heard in my life no. right <laughs> take it with no, a no pinch way. of salt no grain that's of salt not, yes Cause that's tinier. <laughs> a little pinch of salt. Got throw it on my left shoulder. Um, supernatural, <laughs> superstitious. I mean, <laughs> as right as when something's perfect, it's as right as. Right. Oh my lord, this is. I, don't know I thought this one. was an easy one. It's as right as. How perfect is it? It's as right as what. It's become a game show. <laughs> it's as right as uh, rain, as right as rain. Have you never heard I've that one? Never heard that what? in my life. No. Really? No, no. That astonishes me. Anyways, we should move on. This is yeah, too we, much. It's not yeah. D&D related at all. Yeah. Um, well, I think we should just I, get to our final topic, unless you got something. <laughs> no, I wanted to. I wanted to share my intro to D&D, Daniel, because people don't know how I got to Dungeons and Dragons. This is something I thought we were gonna start on, and then you hit me with the Dan's Dapper, <laughs> uh, Dan's Dapper segment. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DDS. <laughs> Nailed it. I think that's exactly what yeah. I said. The DDS. Take it away, Tony. Uh, okay, so I I think it's great because especially now because I've been watching uh, Stranger Things season four because it dropped like three days ago from where we were recording this. And they're talking about how like D&D &D is based around like satanic cults and there's like all this uh, propaganda against it. I'm like, I, I know that's true because I have lived through that. When I was a young wee lad and I got into D&D, &D, I was a kid who did not, shocker, shocking, shocking information right here. I did not like to read. I was not a book person. So one day I started coming home with books and my mother's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just reading. She goes, okay, that's nice. Wait a minute. Hold on. What are you reading? 
and she saw i had all these dungeons and dragons books and she flipped out she was like you can't play that game it's for it's satanic you're worshiping the devil you're gonna bring spirits into this home you're gonna bring evil spirits home you're gonna summon all these demons and i'm like what she goes i don't want you playing games with demons and you know what my response was my response was mom you literally bought me a game named diablo last week <laughs> what is a better response than that i'm like and she goes what no i did i'm like yes you did ma i'm i'm 12 i can't buy my own video games yet <laughs> like i don't have an income <laughs> you bought me this game and it's like what do you do in that game i'm like kill satan <laughs> and what do you do when you play DD? i mean probably eventually kill satan about the same yeah about the same <laughs> yeah. so i used to have to sneak off and play dungeons and dragons i used to have to sneak across the block and go to my friend's house where i played with a uh, a varying age group all the way from my little self from 12 13 years old to like i think the oldest member was like 38 because it was like a cousin um who was the dm and it was actually my friend's sister's boyfriend. They were older. So I used to have to sneak off and I had all these notebooks and my characters in it. And my mother found my stash one day and holy my shit, stash. the rain of pain I felt that day. My bottom was red. <laughs> and now- <laughs> See, most parents I find a different stash, but <laughs> for you it was- <laughs> Yeah, me, they, parents find like weed, beer, porn. <laughs> They found Dungeons and Dragons. They found reading material. <laughs> and they flipped out on me. And it's like, it's so nonchalant now. Like my parents are totally chill with everything I do. I done far things way worse than Dungeons and Dragons in my life. Oh God, worse like, than Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, Pathfinder. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, And yeah, and I told my mom, I was like, yeah, you know what? We do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. She goes, it. You're 30. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> you have a child. I'm like, man, come on. Oh, shakes, man. Come on. They kicked a rock. They <laughs> kicked a rock. <laughs> yeah, that's my little uh, intro to D&D story. I'm sure there's more in there if we want me to dig up on it. But yeah, I just thought it was so funny that I lived through that propaganda. Like my mother thought I was like using a Ouija board and doing seances. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. They get back like that would have been sick gameplay. Imagine a freaking your DM just brings a whole Ouija board to a session. That's fucking dope. I would ride the shit out of that. This is probably how I get haunted with ghosts, but still. Are you doing okay, Tony? Uh, I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw it in there. I just want to check. You know, I'm your friend, so. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I came back from Disney, so you you know, happiest place on earth. Came back yeah. from Disney, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No Dungeons and Dragons in Disney, so there's that. Is that good or bad? Uh <laughs> man. I mean, I was, I was just thinking about the freaking podcast the entire yeah. time. <laughs> Outside of having an amazing time, I was like, when I wasn't having an amazing time, and I was eating my ice cream cone with my little propeller spinny rainbow hat. I was thinking about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what are the odds with Dungeons and Dragons popularity that Disney would try and like buy it and like add it to the park? Holy shit. That would be, uh, they don't need to buy it. It's open source. 
That's true. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> true. There you go. Right in Hollywood Studios, Disney. <laughs> you got this whole thing. There right? is a D&D right uh, movie thinking. coming out soon. There is. And it will never... I don't think it'll live up to its first one. Because the first one was just so good. Mm -hmm. I haven't even watched it. <laughs> oh, it is amazing. It is a full chef's kiss. <laughs> one of the best B-rated movies you ever watched, Dan. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. This, uh, unfortunately, has to come to a uh, very heated discussion now. Why great clubs are great? I don't think it's the best weapon in the game, if that's what you're it saying. It is. First of all, it's definitely the best starter weapon. Um, I could agree with that, yeah. Uh, although, the, uh, it's <laughs> deceiving on why it wouldn't be, because it only does 1d8 damage. But what makes the great club great is the damage property type. It is bludgeoning, and it is not considered heavy, and a persuasive enough player can convince the DM to do wheel two great clubs. All right, audience, take take a guess real quick. We're gonna don't don't look at your book, okay? Don't look at your book. We're gonna give you three seconds. Guess how much you think a great club weighs. <laughs> okay, okay, you've guessed. Uh, uh, that is wrong, or maybe you got it right. Tony, tell them how much it weighs. Ten pounds. Ten it weighs a pounds. whopping ten pounds. <laughs> no, it's eight pounds. No, it's ten. It is ten no, pounds. No, it's, yeah. it's ten pounds. Uh, I went to look at the screen to double check, and I was like, "Wait, eight? And I was like, "Oh no, that's the bludgeoning damage." <laughs> we were right. Yeah. Yeah, ten pounds. And a great axe is seven pounds. <laughs> But a great club is not a heavy weapon. <laughs> uh, let's just like, a, is there a great, is a great hammer? What's like, what's like a, like a maul? Uh, yeah, a maul. That's 10 pounds. Hammer. So a maul. Three pounds. Oh, it's considered adventuring gear. A pike is the heaviest weapon though, at 18 pounds. That makes sense because a pike is more of like a lance. Yeah. What do you think is the lightest weapon in the game? A dart. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Quarter of a pound. <laughs> Quarter of a Mountaintop. Pound. Um, I guess technically the sling it doesn't even list uh, weight. <laughs> it doesn't even have a weight. It's zero. <laughs> and uh, yeah, technically no, because like uh, a net is heavy as well. But does... no, a net has three pounds. I was looking at the damage. Yep. Yeah. I guess uh, technically the sling, but uh, I would say dart as well. The reason why great clubs are great, and then if you just go further down, like malls and morning stars and all that, mm -hmm. it's the the bludgeoning type damage is just amazing in D and D. A lot of things are weak to it. A lot yeah. of things. It gets around armor, right? Even like plate armor weapons, and the feats that you get with it. The crusher feat is so good. It's like if good you're feat. if you're a level one character. You have the crusher feet because you chose a race that varying human, feet. of course. A varying human, yeah, dude. You're just bullying. You're bullying everybody. You're just constantly pushing them away and just mauling them down and just knocking them over. It's fantastic, and it gives you a stat increase. And there's so many things that benefit bludgeoning in D and D that makes the great club like the best item in the game. At like. Yeah, there are weapons in a game that have like really cool superpowers. Sure, if you oh, want to okay, be unimaginative. Yeah. We're talking about like, like the regular ass weapons that don't have it, magic and stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, my favorite club. is not the Great Club. I think the best in the game is the double-bladed scimitar. You Darth Maul, son of a bitch. That's so fucking loony. <laughs> double-bladed. Uh, uh, so it, how do you word it? Was it double-sided scimitar? Double-bladed. It's a double-bladed double scimitar. Blade. It's basically a bow staff with two scimitars at the end is yeah. what it is. You can connect it and disconnect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also extremely expensive. Yes. 100 gold oh, pieces. 100 gold pieces for the double-bladed scimitar so this is from eberron um and it's very quickly become a normal uh it's not i think if they do a new iteration of the rule book it'll be in the a new rule book but if you go by the standard player's handbook it's not going to be in like there because it came after an eberron but uh it's so it does uh 2d4 slashing damage Mm -hmm. which isn't great but as a bonus attack you can do 1d4 slashing damage and well, that's uh dexterity well, wait, wait, wait. Modifier. right but it's not but that's instead of 2d4 so this is why i don't like it because the verbiage on the double under the special property is if you'd attack with a double bladed scimitar as part of the attack action you can use a bonus action immediately after Make another melee attack. This attack does 1d4 slashing damage on hit. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I read that wrong. Yep. Yeah, so you're doing. So let's compare um, it to let us compare it to the uh Great Club, for example. So you're doing mm -hmm. 1d8 plus your modifier for the Great Club, right? Mm -hmm. So the minimum is one, and you could just get a one with your uh modifier. Now with a double-bladed scimitar. You are doing a D4, another D4, and then another D4. So you're automatically getting three damage no matter what. On top of that, you get two damage rolls because it's not, this isn't two weapon fighting. So you get to add your ability modifier to the second attack. And that is what's crazy about the double bladed scimitar. So if you're going off of, again, there are so many ways to put this, but if we're going off of base, like averages and damage, I would say the double-bladed scimitar is the best weapon in the game in that respect. But I do love your points on like bludgeoning, right? Because mm -hmm. bludgeoning is just amazing in D&D &D, and I think it gets overshadowed a bit by a lot of things. Yeah, because cool guy with club is in a hot hit TV show, Daniel. Right. Cool guy <laughs> with swords is a great hot TV show. Like, um. I always like to choose like non-mainstream weapons whenever I make characters. This is obvious now, right? <laughs> um, like one of my favorite characters is an Indiana Jones character I made a long time ago, and I used to use a gun and a whip. And people sleep on the whip, man. Whip's awesome. People sleep on the whip. Whip is great. That reach property, ooh, is great. And it's a little kinky too. I actually have a friend who wanted to use a whip as a monk, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. And I kind of homebrewed a, a whip feat for them because there isn't like a good whip feat in D&D. Oh, you're homebrewing feats? Oh, oh absolutely. But he, that, okay, you know, maybe in little space of Daniel land, we can get them homebrew everything. But down here, real hard D&D, bro. In okay? hard D&D. How many times in our podcast have you been like, this is a homebrew thing that we do? <laughs> <laughs> um... Enough. <laughs> it's not game breaking, you know? <laughs> Although I'm about to switch the potion rule back to being a main action because you guys are getting away with bonkers shit. 
Yeah, so you I, you do it yeah. slightly differently for me. So I when I do it, uh, the bonus action is like a sloppy action. So when you do when you drink something magical as a bonus action, it's sloppy. You don't get the automatic modifiers from it, and you get less uh, added in. Like you're like throwing it back as you're running and you're spilling some, you know. It's very chaotically evil of you. Oh yes. <laughs> See, a kind DM would just let you get the full benefit. You are the least kind See, of you DM. Can do you a can't lot. even talk. <laughs> what? You get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm a very kind DM. Take it back. Oh, never. <laughs> take it back, or else. Nah, I'm going to let this I'm making a note. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. make a note to kill Minus early. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> uh, but Double Blade Scimitar, it's my favorite weapon in the game. Super cool. I have a it's character so, with it. Man, you hot topic, son of a bitch. It, you're going to hit me with like a special weapon. It's... To start with a Double Blade Scimitar is such a specific awesome. niche type of character. I don't even know how you would start off with it outside of just having the gold to buy it because I don't think you can choose it. It's fantasy. Don't I fucking hate that <laughs> fucking experience. It's fantasy. My homebrew, my DM won't let me use a double blade shimmer to recreate my favorite Darth Maul Star Wars character in fantasy setting. See, he's wow. a gatekeeper. My DM is a my DM's a bully. My DM's a bully. Oh, I truly, I, just, I truly believe though, if you wouldn't allow somebody to use double blade scimitar, you got something wrong with you. <laughs> if you, I like, mean, I, I would well, here's, if you like, they gave you a good character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has, it has to be a good character. It ha has to be, uh, th here's the problem I would have with it, right? If you have a DM and this is where it gets problematic is if the mm -hmm. DM is like, um, you're uh, actually not in an Asian territory, so you can't, you know, when they're like doing like weird racist shit, that's not oh. okay. You know? But if they oh, told weird, you beforehand, yeah, but if they told you beforehand, like, hey, this is where these weapons would often be located in this world, and you know beforehand that's okay. But if they just sling that on you and they're like, um, actually, I think that's like, why? <laughs> Your name fantasy. my rendition of ancient China, so I don't know how you would have that weapon. <laughs> Man. You can't use guns in D&D because it's a uh, fantasy setting. High Fun fantasy. fact, Tony does not like guns in D&D. &D. <laughs> uh, well, wait, no, this goes back to the whole fly thing. Guns get around a lot of issues in D&D. &D. I like guns. It's going to happen in the campaign. You're going to get hit with a, a big bazooka eventually. A big bazooka. <laughs> oh, so it's only when the DM goes that they're allowed to use guns. I see how. I'm a great and powerful <laughs> DM. I control your fate. No, but, uh, oh, gosh. Tweet at us, though. Hashtag DD404. Which is better? Double bladed scimitar or the great club bro you go bonk dude or do you have a better weapon uh weapon you like better that's on the regular don't, don't side. open those floodgates don't don't open those floodgates. no i'm opening i think shortbow is the best i think short short is the best i think long sword is the best dude, great sword. i don't know if i want to be technically great sword uh, technically <laughs> great sword is the most meta weapon you could start with because it's the most to start with efficient. Yeah. It, like it's the most efficient weapon for your exact reasons of why you want to metagame with a double bladed scimitar metagame <laughs> yeah what's metagame about three, could, did you hit me with the 
Oh my god. I'm you kidding. I know the, exactly uh, why. <laughs> I you literally. The least amount of damage you can do without manifestors <laughs> is three. Because you're rolling three <laughs> dice. Okay. And these dice have a lot less numbers. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it was a definition of metagaming. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but well, welcome my to our boy, show. My boy, Qui-Gon Jinn, um, doesn't hold a fucking candle to Darth Maul. You're just going to have to deal with that in my game, okay? I think that's my favorite voice is the whiny player. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a cringy gamer, yeah. Cringy gamer, yeah. It's funny that you said whiny gamer even though you're doing a whiny DM. I was just doing a whiny player. I thought, oh, I thought you were saying, I won't allow it in my game. I must have missed your word. Oh, uh, I guess that's it. It goes both ways. I fucking hate DMs. I fucking hate players. It, I just, it goes both ways. <laughs> I am, I am a D and D. You know, <laughs> some people are by D and D. They like to go both ways, but I am a D and D. You want to know the type of people I hate in D and D? Okay, and I'll say this. This is what we're ending on. People who openly hate fourth edition. Is it trash? Absolutely. But that's what makes it good. <laughs> like it ages like fine wine. When it released, it was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Right. But like now that 5e's there, I like 4e a lot because of how bad it is. It actually has some really cool traits in it. Like racial, um, like race advancements, like uh, race subclasses. That's dope. I don't know why that's not in 5e. That's like a oversight. And I guarantee you in 5.5, they're gonna bring that back. Um, and like the biggest tip off that I could do, it's, I've said it to Dan a million times, Dragonborns at level 10 and 4e get wings. It's like a sub race. Oh, yeah. And they have like a book of just sub races. They're probably going to do that in 5e. That's my prediction for the new. Uh, Not in my world. 2024. Not in my world. Dragonborns aren't real dragons. They don't get wings. You don't even have tails. How dare you? They fucking dare you. They're just big geckos. Cut it out. Uh, oh, good. Capping this off. Say that sentence again, and then I think yes. Capping this off. But capping off. Sorry, just when I'm when I uh, when I know I just made a fire banger, I tend to lean back, stretch, and rub my nipples. Oh no! I don't want to end on that imagery, my lord. Capping this off. I have a I have a photo shoot of myself wearing flannel with a whole lot of chest hair sticking out front of a Christmas tree that'll just drive you wild uh-huh things I didn't this, need this episode has taken a oh while. you know we, we should end on <laughs> um so there there are two ways to spell D and D right uh so the first two letters which way do you spell it wait what with the the symbol or which way do you spell it the first two letter, letters it's it's D ampersand D no. Oh my God, dude. What is our podcast is literally not that. And you're saying you like that one better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. We have D and D 404, but I'm pretty sure we landed on that for SEO sake. <laughs> How is like that SEO? No, I get it. It's a letter. Ampersand <laughs> is kind of weird. People do search that though. I feel what, like the, with the ampersand. Yeah. Well, you can't use ampersand in hashtags. It doesn't exist. The hashtag will blow up. Oh, well, yeah. Does it work? I know that. It doesn't work. So, so that's why in hashtag, yeah, that's why we did it. Because hashtag, hashtag DND 404, you know? 
tweet us oh yeah i mean i don't so whenever i make a DD post i when i talk about D, &D i say d ampersand d when i talk about us i say D D four four yep so yeah Although, does D&D &D in our title really mean Dungeons and Dragons, or does it mean dudes and dudes? That's what I think it means. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell us what you think D&D &D in our D&D &D 404 means. Yeah, yes. <laughs> what does D&D &D mean in our brand? Wrong answers only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, yes, please. Oh, it's amazing. All right. And if you say dicks and dicks, I will laugh. So, so <laughs> say no. <laughs> I will. DND's nuts. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Get out of my table. I hate you. <laughs> um. Um. That's great. I we had, had a brief fart. I told it. Bro, it's been so long. I don't even know how to end an episode now. You're just stalling because you want us to end right on an hour. That's not true. I knew it. We're gonna I knew end it. it, bro. You just want to bro, be totally a fancy not trying hour on the dot. You my, okay? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not trying to do that. Definitely not trying to burn uh, three minutes and seven seconds to try to <laughs> get us through a full minute. All right, it's not happening. Like that. Uh, first of all, you can't even do math. That was not even. <laughs> this is a new effect. Shiny math rock, do math for me. When doing damage, I go up. I don't go down. Anyways, it was great having y'all. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. It'll be out next week. Uh, I don't think we even said why we had this episode. <laughs> this no, week. we didn't. Um, no, we didn't. So Memorial we... Day. Okay, bye. It's time to thank the supporters of our show, starting with Sigic College alumni Ulrich Shield Dust. Many of you may not know this, but when Ulrich isn't working at the forge or playing cards with Leslie, he likes to volunteer his time teaching children at the local orphanage how to smith. His good friend Chad works there, and he can't wait to catch up with him on his next visit. Next are Humbrea's heroes. Pascal Elliott, aka Charcoal Darts, is a wild magic painter and character artist for D&D 404. She took on a new student recently. As crazy as it sounds, a giant snake approached her with a newfound passion for illustrations. Unfortunately, she had to ask the snake to leave after mistaking several mouse paintings for the real thing. Next is Man With Glass, famous glassblower gone rogue. Many alchemists have found their laboratory equipment replaced with comically small versions of themselves. Everyone suspects Man With Glass and are getting the pitchforks ready as we speak. Run Man With Glass while you can! Now Artemis, a great fighter and bouncer of the Kambuki fighting pits. Artemis is used to getting rough, but nothing could prepare them for their recent predicament. A man by the name of Jake from Land Garden bored Artemis nearly to death with what could only be false tales of a Goliath tiny minotaur and a tiefling dropping him into a magical well after roughing up some jackal wares. Have you heard of Joshua Weaver, famous bag weaver of Humbrea? I heard Josh wove a bag so huge and so beautiful that Lord Baron himself requested an audience to congratulate him. That or he was imprisoned for using up all the wool north of the border to make that bag. I can't remember. On to Alex Judge Dread. They are a legendary wizard with an appetite for justice and a bit of a temper. 
When questioned about their recent vigilante excursion, Alex told the guard, That horse rider was going eight miles per hour in the carriage pool lane. They deserved no less than the cone of cold I gave them. Ooh, yikes. Anyways, thank you again for all the love and support from our patrons. If you would like to hear your name here, uh, you can subscribe to us on patreon.com slash dnd404. Tier 3 and up will be featured in this segment every month. But have a good week, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye!